to Coaching with Jamie, your dose of coaching from a leadership view. Whether you are a teacher leader, district leader, tech coach, instructional coach, or building leader, this podcast is for you. With a background in instructional technology and educational leadership, I use my middle ground instructional coaching role to open conversations around educational practices that we face daily. So if you find something valuable here, remember to like, subscribe, and share. Well, 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 here we are again, back at the podcast, and I will tell you that I haven't been here since November. That's right, November was the last time that I recorded a podcast, and I remember when I started this podcast a year ago, I had such big ideas. I was going to have 10 episodes in the fall and 10 in the spring, And I had great ideas about what I was going to do. I mapped it all out, made a plan, thought about who I could invite, and then reality hit. Now, I think sometimes we forget that it can be overwhelming to be in this field, but we can certainly say the last three years have been more than that, more than overwhelming. And I will admit that last spring, nothing, nothing on my radar said get back to that podcast because so much was coming at me. We were in what I like to call the post-COVID, still in COVID, but acting like we weren't kind of world, which meant we were getting back to everything we had done before, but we realized that we hadn't done them as long. We didn't remember how to do them. So it really was a very hectic year. And I'm going to be honest. I thought that podcast doesn't matter. Nobody's listening. I mean, maybe a few people, like people I know, people who are kind, people who Say, oh, Jamie's talking, I'll listening, uh, and listen in for a bit. But honestly, I was like, you know what? Not a top priority because, you know, it's not making a massive impact. I got to put my energy where the impact is. Well, then a couple of weeks ago, I opened my inbox and I have an email from podcasts and um, Podbean actually, I think, sent it to me with a pretty little badge. And it said, hey, Jamie, you just hit 1,000 listens. 1,000 downloads of your podcast across streaming services. And I was like, wait, what? This must have gone to the wrong person. 1,000 people have listened to this. This has been downloaded 1,000 times. you got to be kidding me, right? I only have seven episodes. Well, actually, this is a seventh. So only six episodes. And you're telling me 1,000 downloads. Wow. So I had a moment where I said, okay, so this is time-consuming because, yes, if you haven't done a podcast or you're not in the middle of a podcast, they are very time-consuming. But you know what? Um, I've made a little bit of a difference, I hope. Um, if a thousand different downloads happened, a thousand listens happened, somebody heard what I had to say. And how am I to know if I made impact? How am I to know if what I did was going to truly be something that someone needed at the right time? And so I said, you know what? You're going to get back at it. I'm not setting some crazy goal of getting 10 episodes in, but I am going to say when I can find the time and I have something to say. I'm going to get back here. I know the best practice for podcasters is consistency, but I also know I'm not a professional podcaster. So I'm going to stick with when do I have time and do I have something important to say? I imagine that you will appreciate that. So where I am right now is at the time that we're all facing, which is that new year kind of feel here in Georgia. We are already back in school. Yes, we are back at it. Kids have already been in school for two whole days. And I have been back for three weeks. So I am well into the new school year. 
I do believe we're not alone in facing a lot of new teachers. Um, many of us are also looking at unfilled teaching positions. And so we're scrambling to figure out how we meet the needs of our students, how we meet the needs of our stakeholders, and how we do that with a lot of new people and some positions not filled at the moment. This is definitely new territory for us. In education, of course, we've always said that there would one day be a per teacher shortage, per data across platforms and people assuming that we would one day tire of this very field. But I don't think we ever imagined that we would be here. And so now as educational leaders, whether you're coaching, whether you're leading a building, whether you're at the district office, no matter where you are, we're definitely facing some unprecedented times in terms of, of staffing and making sure that we can schedule our schools to make sure every student is learning and achieving as they should be. So now we're in the stage of now what do we do, right? We have a lot of new teachers. I will have 24 new faces in our building. And part of that is because we had some programs added to our school uh, for our special education services. And so that's a little bit of that 24, but 24 new faces, 24 new people for me to coach, 24 new people for me to get to know, 24 new people for me to connect to all the things that they need to know, see, do, be a part of. And I will admit there was a few moments there where that was feeling a little overwhelming. And so I'm in the space now where I have settled in. I understand there are 24 new faces. So now what do I do with this? I have 12 content teams that I coach. And of those 12 content teams, only three, that's right, three, will have the same people sitting around the table for the third year in a row. So that means nine of my teams have new faces. Um, and new dynamics of a team. And so I have had to really dig into what is my role here? What is important? What has to be done? And where do I put my energy this year? So uh, if you're like me, you probably want to sit down with a big to-do list. You want to get a plan. You want to mark, mark off all the things you want to do in a year. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to target like one, two, maybe three big rocks this year, things that I know I can truly start and likely finish and I can make sure that those things are done with integrity. Those things are done with diligence. Those things are done well. My first one is definitely going to be thinking about the past two years and what theme I have heard. We have a comprehensive needs assessment that we do as part of our school improvement plan here. And for two years, we have said that our students do not take initiative. Now, if you don't know what I do, uh, I'm gonna backtrack a minute and let you know I'm a middle school instructional coach. So we're working with a lot of adolescents, about 900 to be exact. Um, so you might be saying, uh, hmm, surprise, surprise, adolescents don't take initiative. I live with two of them. So I will tell you, uh, that's not surprising. But when we're in the education field, we have to push, we have to meet, we have to move towards our students taking action in their own learning. And when teachers feel that they are the primary person in charge of that student's learning, they consistently say, we've got to change the narrative. And so additionally, around my table for the past two years, I have heard teachers say, Students don't care. Students don't turn to work on time. I can't get them to take any initiative. I can't get them to take ownership of their learning. What do I do? And so being that I've had two years of the same conversation, it was time for me to say, I can't go into year three and not do something about this. So I'm going to work with something called a student 
outcomes agenda. And I'm going to give a little bit of props here to um, John Willis. He is um, he has come and done some professional learning for some leaders in our county. And I actually got this uh, great document from John and have said, you know, this is something I think I could utilize with my leaders and and put put something in action. And so the idea here is we're going to look at some intended student outcomes. And for me, like I said, that is that our students take action, they take initiative, they care about their work, they're invested in what they're doing, learning is, is important to them. And so we're gonna do this backwards design from the student outcomes to the student actions, to the student teacher actions, to the PLC actions, to the leader actions. But then we're gonna go forward, as Mr. Willis has shared, to say, see how the impact can happen. What does the leader do that impacts the PLC? that impacts the teacher actions, that impacts the student actions, that impacts the student outcomes. And when Mr. Willis shared this doc with us, I, I immediately said, you know what, this is perfect. This is exactly what I wanna see um, happening. And I, I now just have a tool to get it done with. And I'm a firm believer that you don't reinvent the wheel. If someone has created something and is willing to share it with you, run with it. So I have, um, looked at what it is that I want to see my students doing. And I really do want to get my leader feedback here. I want us to talk about what actions would I see when I walk into a classroom in terms of student actions, what would students be doing? And my hope is that we can come up with some student actions. I can get a good, quick Google form in place. Um, my goal is to be in every single classroom between January not, well, I will do it in January again, but between August and Thanksgiving break, and then again starting in January and before spring break, which means I've been in every classroom twice this year. It's also going to open up the door for teachers to utilize me for coaching outside of the student outcomes activity I'm doing. And my hope is that it, 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 it opens the door to more conversation. It opens the door to more um, impactful action. But most certainly it is something that I feel is going to be an opportunity to see how can we change this narrative? How can we actively engage our students in learning? And what do we as educational leaders, as teachers, as PLC leaders need to do to get us there? Um, I'll certainly get back to you on the results of that, but um, I have a high, high, high hope that this is going to be something that truly changes what we do. The second thing I'm looking at is to be intentional with what I do and who it serves. I am, I've, I've for years kept my, my planner out. I've written down everything I do in my day, but I do it more as a checkoff list. I check off what I've done. What if we set out to be far more intentional about at the end of the day, looking at that and saying, what did I do today? Who did it serve? And how does it lend itself to what our goals are, whether that's your school improvement goals or a, a district goal or a team goal. How is what I did today lending itself to meeting the goals we have set here for XYZ, for student achievement, for student outcomes, for PLC practices, you know, fill in the blank. How is it what I did today lends itself to that? And I'm going to be very intentional. I'm going to look at that and ask myself what it is I need to do differently tomorrow. If what I find at the end of the day is 
much of my day was not spent on achieving these goals, then I've got to refocus my day, plan my day differently tomorrow. Now, there's always going to be times when there's things in your calendar you can't move, things you can't change. But as educational leaders, if we find that every day is logged with actions and behaviors that does not, at the end of the day, lend itself to student achievement, growing our PLCs, impacting our educational practices, then you have to say, where can I cut the fat? Where can I cut this out and make more intentional actions happen? I'll also get back to you on that. I'll see how well it goes. You see how it goes. Maybe we'll have some tips and tricks for each other to help each other out along the way. And lastly, the third thing that I plan to do today, remember I said it wasn't going to be any more than three things. I plan to take care of me. And I mean, really take care of me. Not just say it and then forget about it. I'm really going to take care of me. I'm going to eat well. Um, I've done pretty well so far. I've had a salad for lunch almost every day. I'm going to avoid that little candy jar that I keep out for teachers and all the snacks. I'm going to avoid that. I'm going to avoid it. I promise I am. Um, I'm going to breathe when I need to. I'm going to step into my office, take four deep breaths in, hold for four, breathe out for four. And I'm going to do that as much as I need to do when I've hit a wall of frustration and I know I've got to turn it around. I've got to fix what I need to fix and I need to get back in the game with a calm soul. So I'm going to eat well. And I'm going to breathe. And then I'm going to turn it off. And I've done fairly well with this over the years, but I'm going to, I'm going to try a little more. Nights, weekends, they're for our families. They are for us. They're for taking care of us and our, our families, taking care of our needs, taking care of what needs to get done in our homes, taking care of, you know, meeting friends for dinner or drinks or going to an event, doing something for us. And if your work is taking the precedence, if your work is the, the direct uh, connection to what you're doing on a daily basis. If you're checking your email all day long or all weekend long or in the evenings or before you go to bed, turn it off. 99% of what comes at us is not something that is on fire. It is something that can wait 12, 24, 48 hours. By all means, we want to be someone that gets back to people intentionally. We want to make sure that we are truly focused on getting our our communication with our stakeholders intact and we are taking care of our teacher needs and our student needs but we also have to take care of ourselves and if we are running 24 7 on this job we are going to fall apart keep in mind the day that you can't do the job they just bring someone else in to do it instead of you so take care of you so that you are healthy Take care of you so that you are able to be the best uh, person that you can be, the healthiest person you can be. Take care of yourself. So that's my three tips. That's the three things I'm going to do. That's the three things I'm suggesting you give a try is to find that one big focus that you're, you're intentionally going to work on. I suggest you get intentional about your actions and I suggest you take care of you. If you, if we, Truly, like, tap into these three things. There's so much that we can look forward to with a, a better outlook, a more uh, joyous expectation for what's to come. So if you don't know, you can find this podcast uh, basically anywhere. So you listen to Spotify, I'm there. You listen to Apple Podcasts.
podcasts, I'm there. Anywhere you listen, I'm there. Download, share, subscribe, tell your friends. And even better, if something I say truly impacts you, let me know. You can find me at Coaching with JV on Instagram. I also have that uh, same exact account on Facebook. Uh, let me know. Because one of the key pieces to me not continuing to work on this in last spring was me thinking that I wasn't making any pot, any any real impact, that this podcast wasn't really doing the the big work, that the big work was at school, the big work was somewhere else. So if it does impact you, if something I say you utilize, um, let me know. And if you have a question, let me know. It's all about making sure that together we are, are doing the important work and making a difference. So with that, I bid you farewell and hopefully it won't be another six months before I'm here. Thanks y'all.